Season 3, Episode 13 of the Talking Ball Y'all Podcast. Welcome in this afternoon, and we're excited for another edition of the Talking Ball Y'all Podcast. And Jeff, let's just look as we now have the bracket set for college baseball. We'll start from there and then kind of come in locally uh, as there's been some exciting things take place locally uh, with baseball. But let's start from a wider view, and we'll look at the SEC bracket to start with. Yeah, SEC bracket, uh, you got bracket one and bracket two. SEC does it a little different than some of the other conferences might do it. Bracket one and bracket two, all the games are going to start on Tuesday. So if you're if you're interested and if you have a team uh, that's in that bracket one, I'll go over them real quick. Clay, just to, you got Texas A&M playing Florida. Uh, on Tuesday, you've got Ole Miss playing Missouri. You've got Auburn playing Tennessee and LSU playing South Carolina. And them are single eliminations. The teams that lose Tuesday are done. They're not going on any further in Hoover for the conference tournament. But then you got the teams that had a bye that will pick up and play Wednesday. you got Georgia sitting there waiting. you got Arkansas sitting there waiting. Vanderbilt sitting there. And then, of course, the Mississippi State Bulldogs uh, sitting there waiting. So, uh, they do it a little different in the SEC than most conferences do it around the nation. Yep, good point made there, uh, Jeff. Locally uh, to us, Ole Miss is that seven seed. You described them playing in the single elimination portion of that. They're the second game on Tuesday. You just described State getting to wait a day and play on Wednesday. They are the four seed, and they're the late game on Wednesday night, and as everybody knows with tournament play and baseball, it doesn't look like the weather's going to play a part in either one of these tournaments, but it's going to be delayed. So State will play the night camp on Wednesday night, and that could be very late over in Hoover. And that's always fun to kind of go to sleep uh, following baseball. This is a fun time of year, and we will shift more locally uh, to us. And as we always say, moving uh, south from those two schools gets us closer into locale here as we're recording from Picayune, Mississippi, and then closer to our hearts <laughs> as well as Southern Miss. Kind of a disappointing two seed, and I say that because they led Conference USA for the majority of the year, coughed up the lead a weekend of go, and then didn't do anything to right. help this That's weekend right. against UAB. I mean, them darn UAB, but uh, so – Florida Atlantic will be the one seed in the Conference USA tournament. Southern Miss will be the two seed. Yep, and then that tournament's going to be at uh, Biloxi, at the MGM Park down in Biloxi. I think it was there last year and maybe the year before. They've been rotating it. It was at Trustmark a couple years and up in uh, Pearl, Mississippi. But now it's at uh, Biloxi, MGM Park, home of the Biloxi Shuckers right there, minor league for the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. So, uh, you know, Southern disappointing league and, and uh, or disappointing two seed, I say, and they had higher expectations of, you know, winning the conference and getting that one seed. Uh, but that tournament's going to kick off on Wednesday, Clay, the, the 22nd of May, and it starts early in the morning with a 9 a.m. start with Marshall and uh, Louisiana Tech. Southern's going to uh, play at 1230, and they will play Rice. No stranger to postseason play. Rice has been – uh, holding up Conference USA, them and Southern Miss and some other teams uh, come on board, of course, w- with Conference USA. And then at 4 o'clock on Tuesday, there's the UTSA and then the FAU is going to play at 4. Old Dominion and West Kentucky wraps it up. So kind of disappointing for Southern Miss to get the two seed. Uh, did, like you said, didn't help any 
uh, it didn't help themselves with UAB uh, this week, at, and, and UAB didn't even make the conference tournament. Uh, UAB seems to be a school that's been a thorn in Southern Miss's side for years, basketball, baseball, and football. And right there, uh, losing two out of the three against them this weekend kind of you know, helped Southern Miss you know, bump down and stay at that two seed. Yeah, and the disappointing part, yeah, two seed and the one, does it make that much right. of a difference? Maybe not. You want to win your regular season uh, conference title, but – the one seed in this tournament picks their time slot. And so from a ticket sales standpoint and everything else, if Southern Miss could have been in the afternoon or evening on Wednesday, I really think it would have helped the gate for the conference tournament and helped the fan support. It's going to be tough at a 12:30 start on a Wednesday for all the Southern Miss faithful to get there. And so you're pulling for a win if you're a Southern Miss fan, of course, and then that would give you a four uh, p.m. start the following day That's and right. maybe some more of the uh, black and gold can get to Biloxi and so it will be interesting to see the way that Southern Miss has kind of faltered down the stretch losing three of their last weekend series you've kind of uh, in the territory here where you need to win this conference tournament uh, to make the big tournament which is not really a spot that Southern Miss normally finds itself in normally by this point in the season they've secured a berth you're kind of playing for seeding or hosting right. terms. So a little different territory here for Coach Barry and his club, a little extra pressure uh, to win this tournament. Yeah, and, and you, I mentioned the teams that were in it, Marshall, Louisiana Tech, Rice, Southern Miss, UTSA, FAU, Old Dominion, and Western Kentucky. Not going to be an easy conference tournament for Southern either coming. Uh, you know, they they played these teams throughout the year. Uh, but you're right. Southern has to uh, – basically, it's almost a win the conference and get into a regional. Uh, so that's, that's the mindset that Southern needs to have. Play their best ball. Uh, come out of the slump they've been over the past, you know, two or three weeks and, and, and show up uh, at 1230 on Wednesday uh, to face a tough Rice team who's, no, like I said, no stranger to postseason. Yep, and with Walner and those guys, this team is capable, certainly right. capable – of making a run and look they've hit stretches of a year where they've gotten hot and played uh, really good baseball but the majority of the year they've kicked it around a little bit not something that you normally see from a coach Barry team where the errors have piled on and and so maybe can break out of that get hot at the right time and make a deep postseason run that's certainly what we are pulling for here and speaking of postseason runs we'll move even a little yeah. further south uh, to Popperville and what Prover Community College was able to accomplish this past week. And, Jeff, they won the Region 23 championship, and they ran the gauntlet, so to speak, of really tough uh, teams. You'll hear Coach Avalon later in this episode describe it as that. And what an exciting time for Pearl River Community College baseball. Well, and you'll hear him talk about it, too. And I'll mention it, 40 and 12 on the year. Uh, they were the number six, uh, you know, in the nation, six in the nation, played and beat the number one LSU Eunice uh, yesterday, 11-2, to two, to win the Region 23 tournament, go undefeated in the tournament. And you'll hear Coach Avalon kind of hit on it about beating five of the top ten or four out of the top ten teams in this Region 23 tournament and secure a berth to Oklahoma first time since 2004. So what an exciting time to be a Wildcat up there in Popperville. Yep, exciting time, and I think a really good interview with Coach Avalon. Such a class act and uh, has surrounded himself with really right. class people and then a group of kids that can really uh, swing it and just a talented, talented group. And, 
have a chance to go do something that a team from Pearl River Community College hasn't done since 2004. So that will be a great interview to look forward to later in this podcast as we get even closer locally. Spring football wrapping up for our county schools in Popperville, PRC, and in Picayune. And, of course, we're going to give sound to that. We'll talk about Popperville um, now, uh, Jeff, and we have an interview with Coach Beach that we were actually able to record uh, prior to their spring game. You will hear from him. They were just dominant in their spring contest. They played a half against Long Beach, and they played a half against Hancock. And in the Hancock half, they went 40 to zero. The Long Beach half, 28 uh, to zero. So 68 uh, to zero when you combine those two halves. And we're uh, a close course tied to uh, Popperville football. We are fortunate enough to cover them each and every uh, Friday night. Uh, Coach Beach and his staff and that group of players has been uh, so kind to us and give us great access. And I'm going to be honest with you, I know it's spring football and uh, you can look too much into it, but they were phenomenal uh, Friday night. We're just dominant. Thursday night, excuse me, in their performance. Yeah, and and no stranger to what they were going to do. I mean, everybody knew uh, or knows Coach Beach and knows Popperville what they're going to do. They're going to run the wing T formation, and they come out with Chase Shears, you know, a dominant running back who battled a, a few injuries last year. But, uh, you know, keeping him healthy this year is going to be the key for Popperville. Chase Shears was dominant uh, Thursday night running the football. Uh, Kaziah Daniels come out running it big. For the Popperville Hornets, but the but the an impressive side that we've seen in years past, following them now for almost almost three full seasons, was Coach Tim Story on the defensive side. They had some some guys step up. Moore was a guy that was mentioned. We mentioned him several times. Uh, Khalid Moore playing for the Popperville Hornets, impressive young man coming in uh, to hold a Hancock, a Sid A school to zero points in a half of football and then be dominant the, the way they were on the offense. You know, led by quarterback uh, Chase Breerwood uh, coming, uh, uh, you know, so it, it's uh, uh, it's an impressive showing for the Popville Hornets. Or Blaze Breerwood, I'm sorry. I, I messed up and said Chase there. Well, Blaze, we, can get a, we can duplicate I, him I can, a few <laughs> more times through that I, offense. I had That's Chase okay, on my mind, but then here comes Blaze. But Blaze Breerwood quarterbacking for the Popville Hornets. Uh, when you've got dominant backs back there in Kaziah Daniels and and Chase Shears, it makes quarterback's job a little easier right there, knowing you got two back there. But uh, just an outstanding uh, performance and showing. And it is spring ball, but just an outstanding performance for the Popperville Hornets. Yeah, some guys we knew about. We knew what we would have in Chase Shears. Didn't get to see Daniels with the ball in his hand a ton last right. year, but, boy, did he look uh, really good. Just talking to Cruz Russell, uh, assistant coach before the ball game, he said, you'll be impressed with Kaziah this year. And I certainly was uh, there on Thursday night. Ethan Taylor, a guy we're That's familiar right. with. Hunter Martin, really good. A guy we didn't see last year. He's just getting pulled up, so to speak, through the ranks. DJ Richard Bay. That's right. He was some kind of impressive and a nice specimen back there in the backfield. And then you, you mentioned the defense. Moore, uh, a kid that – 
Coach Johnson talked about in the pregame interview with Jason Baker. He was spot on there. Zach Owen, a guy in the linebacker core that made a ton of tackles. That's going to continue. Chandler Norris on that front line. Peter's full. That That's line's right. going to be very you can, you good. You can go all and on. Yeah, because Ia Daniels, a guy that right. we saw carry the football, going to line up at defensive end. That's He's right. gotten so much stronger and the way that they're going to compete. You can tell we're invested in Popperville football. We give them a little extra love and attention because we know so much about uh, that program, and deservedly so. They have been phenomenal, have played for two of the last three state championships on the 4A level, and um, nothing they showed us on Thursday night shows where they're regressing at all from that. We look and get a chance to visit with Jeremy Shesby about the Pearl River uh, excuse me, the Pearl River Central Blue Devils as they wrapped up their spring. They had their spring game up at the Rock. He gives us an overview of their spring. And then we visit with Adam Feely from Picune, assistant coach there, who they've had an impressive spring to hear okay. him talk about what some of the guys that they have coming back, some of the guys that have developed this spring, and then a big win over Tylertown in their spring game. So we've got you covered locally here in the county. We get you an update from all three springs and all three uh, spring games. And, Jeff, I'm excited about the interviews that are in uh, this podcast, the, this episode. We, we hear, as we've said, from Coach Beach, from Jeremy Shesby, a member of the radio crew following Pearl River Central, Adam Feely, an assistant coach for Picayune football, and then Coach Avalon, head coach for the Pearl River Community College, Wildcats, and then to anchor this interview, an exciting time for us as we get to visit with Athletic Director Jeremy McLean of Southern Miss. Yeah, just a, a, a great interview. You'll hear, you'll hear him talk about uh, visions for Southern Miss, some, uh, some things that uh, might be the, the question going around Hattiesburg, some, some uh, casual fans off the street asking questions. And you'll hear him talk uh, about Southern Miss, and we'll talk a little bit about the conference tournament too with USM, uh, about some teams in the conference tournament with uh, Jeremy McLean talk a little bit about the new hires and stuff he has made and some transitions he'd have to go through uh, newly hired on as the uh, Southern Mississippi Athletic Director. But great interview with Jeremy McLean. Yep, exciting times. We appreciate all of these guys taking time for us uh, this afternoon. As we mentioned, wrapping up uh, spring football, we've wrapped up high school baseball. Just want to give a tip of the camp to a guy that's been on the podcast a couple times, Trey Sutton the head coach for West Jones. They were able to win a 5A uh, state championship, all-times hit leader there at Southern Miss, getting it done in this coaching profession as well. So uh, we wrap up spring, and this will wrap up our portion of the spring for the podcast. Next time you will hear from us, we will be describing uh, fall football previews. In high school, we will preview everybody, and then we will also preview the three universities and Pearl River Community College. So we look forward uh, to that time. We appreciate uh, your listening uh, to the Talking Ball Y'all podcast. Enjoy these interviews. The days of hiding your money in a mattress or burying it in the backyard are long gone. Our friends at Bank Plus can help you save for a rainy day. Hurry in and let their friendly staff help you with all your banking needs. Stop by any of their locations today at 115 Williams Avenue and 951 Memorial Boulevard in Picayune or 105 North Main Street in Poplarville. Bank Plus is more than a name, it's a promise. 
standing by now with head coach Jay Beach as we are about 35 minutes out from tonight's start of the spring game. And coach, you've already played a half against Long Beach. Y'all were able to take uh, the first half of the spring game against Long Beach, 28 to zero. Just kind of tell us about y'all's performance in that one. I thought our running backs especially played uh, really, really physical. Um, and uh, we got a lot of sh uh, experienced players. We got to replace on the offensive line, so I, those guys are coming along well. Happy with the way they've done in the spring. Uh, we're still trying to find the best combination of guys to play right there. But uh, I thought they did well, and uh, our running backs are experienced, so you know they're gonna have to carry the load for us and have to be real physical blockers and, and, and physical runners, which I'm not worried about them running the ball. Uh, and our defense uh, kind of continued what we. I done last year, just I think we gave up one first down, and that was about it. And, uh, and we got a lot of experience coming back on defense. Uh, you know, lost Ross Barnett, a couple of defenders, uh, and the defensive end, but I'm, I'm very happy with what we got coming back uh, there, especially linebackers. We got five or six that are playing really good right now. Coach, when you look at um, spring as a whole, what did you think of y'all spring up to this point? I think we learned a lot about our team, and we learned, you know, who we can count on, who we who we might not be able to count on this year, who we might have to wait to count on next year. And, uh, we learned a lot about our team and ourselves. I think we got a good idea of where we need to go this summer, and uh, I think in that aspect, I think it's a very productive spring. Coach, you mentioned the yardage coming back. You lose a. A big senior class, but you made note uh, last time we talked that this senior class is, is healthy in numbers as well and have won a lot of football games. Expectations just continue, right? Yes, definitely. We uh, lost 24, 25 seniors, but I think we got over 20 this year too. So we got a really strong senior class. A lot of them played, but like I said, uh, you know, we have just a certain few positions on the team that we're going to just be really, really inexperienced at. Coach, um, appreciate your time as always before kickoff. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. Mugshots Grill and Bar is a proud sponsor of the Talking Ball Y'all podcast. Mugshots is a place with great food, good drinks, a sporty atmosphere, and prices that keep the customers coming back for more. Visit one of their 17 locations throughout Mississippi, Louisiana, and Alabama. Mugshots Grill and Bar, every sports fan's destination. Joining us live in the studio this afternoon, Jeremy Shesby. Shesby, um, called the PRC spring game yesterday. He was the play-by-play -play voice for it, and he will have the radio, be part of the radio team uh, that follows the Blue Devils next season and was part of this past season as well. So he's here this afternoon to kind of give us a recap of the spring game and then just kind of tell us how the offseason and the spring has gone for the Blue Devils so far. So thank you for joining us, Shez. Man, guys, I appreciate y'all having me on. You know, I love this podcast. I love listening. And uh, anytime I get a chance just to, to talk football with y'all, man, I'm excited to do it. Yeah, and we certainly appreciate stealing some of your valuable time here on a rainy mm -hmm. Sunday afternoon. It's almost just a perfect time to be recording a podcast. It drove us inside, <laughs> and so we're glad to have Shez in studio. And then, uh, of course, 
Jeff has a different look at the Pearl River uh, Central program as his son, I believe, is in the eighth grade. Is that right, Jeff? Yeah, going in the eighth grade. Yep. So we've got uh, we've got Jacob surrounded here with different <laughs> uh, perspective. Uh, Coach Owen will appreciate uh, that. But Shez, just kind of tell us what you saw um, yesterday, and not the result uh, that the Blue Devils were looking for, but just give us a brief summary of that uh, game yesterday. Sure. Well, you know, before we even talk about um, the result, let's talk about the first quarter because in the first quarter we got to see the JV go out there. So before we go forward to the varsity, let's just touch on that. Um, you know, it's always exciting to see a young team um, or younger classmen that are playing uh, play as well as they did yesterday. JV came out and just got to play one quarter of football against Holmes County Central, the Jaguars. Um, great football team that we had to go against yesterday. Look, man, we won that one 13 to nothing, ran the ball well. Um, Lee, um, the backup quarterback, Dalton, uh, he, he got to some play in time yesterday in that first quarter, made a couple really good passes. Um, so it was exciting to see what we've got coming up through the ranks. Um, Ty Herring was playing middle linebacker, great pursuit to the ball, made a lot, of, a lot of big plays on defense. I was really proud to see how he played, actually in both sides of the game, uh, later on in varsity as well. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, look, we move on to the second quarter. We didn't get the results we wanted in that one, obviously. But first quarter, uh, great things great things happening in this program. I think it's indicative of what we see Jacob um, doing there. Um, and we'll talk more about that, I'm sure, here in a little while. But moving on to the second quarter and, and throughout the rest of the game, um, you know, as I said, we played, a, we played a really good team in Holmes County. Uh, played a team that we're not going to see a, a whole lot of as far as, you know, coming out of the shotgun, running a spread, running trips to one side. You know what I mean? A, a lot of spreading the field. And, and athletic quarterback, uh, he did a good job of throwing the ball on us, obviously. But I tell you what, um, some positives just to take out of that is we stopped the run very well. Um, you know, obviously there's some there's a couple times they ran the ball and, and we, we could have done better. But, you know, I was, I was happy to see um, the pursuit to the ball starting the game tried to run a quarterback keeper and uh you know we got them in the backfield so so I was happy to see that you know especially since we're going to be playing a lot more of the run than we are the pass throughout the year now that's not to say we shouldn't have played better at the pass you know um you play up for whatever team you've got going and uh I, I know I'm sure Jacob wasn't thrilled about that but you know it was uh I thought a great job on the defensive side as far as uh, the run defense. And, you know, just a, a, a couple highlights to, to, to focus on on the defense. You know, Clay Spears at the linebacker position, um, there was a couple times they tried to bust the ball to the left or the right on us. And, and honestly, you know, calling the game, I thought they were going to have big gains on that. It looked like they were going to be able to stretch the field on us to one side or the other. And then all of a sudden, here comes Clay Spears out of nowhere. And, you know, good closing speed from him. Made a lot of tackles right at the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, I'm thinking they're going to get at least five to ten yards of a gain on that and then and he's there also on the defensive side of the ball at the defensive end position um, DJ Ruff you know who's going to be great on both sides of the ball this year just a big big time athlete um, you know playing defensive end yesterday he played good uh, coming around the side and made some big plays in the backfield and there's a few other guys coming off the defensive line that made some big plays as well um, but so that was encouraging to see you know like I said when you get beat 36 to nothing it's hard to find stuff um, that went well um, but, look, it's a spring game. Nobody wants to lose any game. You know, we talked about that yesterday on the air. You don't want to lose a game of checkers. But, hey, look, it's yeah. going to happen. Um, if it's going to happen, let's let it happen in the spring. We've only had half of an off season. Um, so what we did get out of that, I, I'm sure that Jacob and them are already picking apart game film, you know, as we speak. So there's some, there's some, learning. There's some learning to be done. Um, it, that, came, that came to light yesterday. So Jacob's going to find that. He's going to make his adjustments. You know, uh, look – 
the guys don't want to get beat like that, but they're they're going to find out what they did wrong, and that's the whole point of having a spring game, you know. So they're not going to hang their heads. If there's one thing that I know for sure, um, we hear it, we hear it all the time, um, you guys on the podcast, and then just being around the, the the PRC Fieldhouse and stuff. Jacob's gonna he's gonna preach process and stick with the process, and, and I can guarantee you that's one thing that they will do. Um, they'll come back from this. Um, he's training winners at Pearl River Central, uh, you know, from the weight room on. It's, it's, it's all about winning, um, not just physical strength, it's mental strength. And, and the one thing that mental strength will get you is the willingness to win a ball game. Um, so they're not going to hang their heads from this. They're going to say, hey, this is what I did wrong. Um, and that coaching staff's going to pick them up, and they're, they're going to they're gonna make these corrections. Yeah, I agree with uh, certainly a lot you said there, uh, Jeremy. When you look at uh, Coach Owen um, – and you talk about the process. It didn't lost on me that you go play in an environment like y'all were in at the Rock yesterday on the uh, campus of Southern Mystic. Get the kids on a uh, on the turf in that big environment. That's uh, a neat experience too. You kind of reward them for their work in the weight room in the spring with with that type of environment. But he didn't go find a, a sister of the poor either to play. I mean, that's a program that he kind of knew what he was getting into. He even alluded to it. Uh, on the previous uh, podcast when we had him on a couple weeks ago. And I think that was smart on his part, too. You know, we had a good year last year. We've built some things last uh, over this time. But this is kind of a measuring stick, sure. you know. Uh, and I think that that's kind of good, too, to kind of recheck and reevaluate uh, where you are. When you look at the progress that's being made there, uh, Jeremy, and you mentioned the process, uh, you've been around uh, this program uh, for a long time and just the kind of the culture shift or the mind shift that you've seen uh, since Coach Owen has been there. Sure. Like we said, just uh, we'll start with the weight room. Y you know, we were talking, um, it's been a couple months ago now, we were there for the max out days and things like that. And me and Barrett Brayson and a couple other guys that played together were in the locker room with Jacob as they were doing their max out days. And it's just a completely different atmosphere. It's just a completely different atmosphere, Clay. We, uh, you know, when we were there, we worked out, obviously, but there wasn't such an emphasis on it. And uh, so just to see the excitement that he brings into the field house, there's excitement in every aspect of the game when you're dealing with Jacob Owen, and that's what's going to build winners at this school. You know, uh, we were laughing. If you're going to bench press and it's going to be some kind of a cool max you're going for or something like that, just some kind of gaudy number, Jacob's going to be standing on the bench and yelling in your face, getting you pumped up. It's just exciting to see. And then on top of that, you know, we talk about just building strength, both physical and mental. It's not just in the weight room it's the conditioning that they're doing out of that whether it's whether it's linemen having to do box jumps just you know all these things that they're doing running bleachers whatever it is that they're doing now you know it's it's just it's teaching them to not be quitters it's teaching them you know to just be mentally tough and look hey sports are it, sports are mental you know, so you can't just be strong and win a game. You have to be mentally tough and know that, hey, I'm down by two touchdowns, but I got ten other brothers next to me that are going to fight just as hard as I am, and we're going to find a way to scrap out and win this game. And that's what Jacob brings to the table, and you can see that already. You know, we go through the season last year, uh, just a big turnaround just from the season before that, and Jacob only had a couple months with these guys, really just the summer months. So we go through the season. We get better throughout the season. We, we come to win ball games. We didn't always win them, but we came to fight and win a ball game. So now that we've gone through some of the offseason, hit the weight room. He, he's put weight on a lot of these guys. You know, Ty Heron's put on some weight. Uh, you know, Kevin Wilcox, I don't know how much he's put on, but it's, it's been it's, – it's a bunch. 
DJ Ruff, just all these guys, one after the other. Landon Dodd, man, all these guys are putting on weight. It's muscle weight. They're also getting tougher. So just all that to say, look, man, we, we've made progress already. We're through the, you know, the first part of the process as far as offseason. Jacob had something you know, go down yesterday. He's able to gauge where we're at. And from that, he's going to get something figured out from here. And then for the rest of the summer, he's still got these guys to work out and, and to work on game plan getting ready for August 23rd. You know, once again, we're talking with Jeremy Shesby, part of the radio crew that will be covering the Prover Central Blue Devils this year. And, and, you know, Jeremy, you talk about the process. Me and Clay, and you've been around Coach Owen uh, for a long time. Uh, me and Clay's had the opportunity to be around him when he was on the coaching staff at Poplarville, uh, hung out with him, you know, great guy. And then I've had a different a little approach being around him. My son is coming up through the middle school ranks, played seventh grade last year. Now he's going into the eighth grade, uh, will be on the eighth grade team. And when you talk about the process, I see uh, Coach Owen. I see him out there, and then my son comes and tells me that he tells him that they're going to be working out with the varsity this year during the summer, doing box jumps, doing all the, the routine. And you see a coach in Coach Owen as far as taking control of the whole program because he looks at them seventh graders, he looks at them eighth graders, right. and knows that they're going to be that 11th grader and that 10th grader and that var, you know, senior coming up in the ranks. So you, you talk about the varsity prospect of it. What do you see with the whole program aspect of it coming up from the middle school rankings all the way up through uh, the 12th grade? It, look, it's, it's all passion for the game, and it's all passion for PRC football. Look, there's no doubt when you make a hire um, of a guy that was a quarterback for this school, look, he's bought in. And, and if there's something that PRC has lacked over the last couple of years, I would say that's what it is. Jacob is fully bought in. Look, he's not here to play for a couple seasons, turn something around, and, and leave. Look, he's, he's making inv investments even before seventh and eighth grade. Look, he's got a, he's got a son that's, that's coming up through the ranks. You know, it's going to be a while, but you know he wants to be there to coach his boy. Look, he – you're talking about, you know, before you're getting into junior high, he, he's got his hand in a little bit of everything up there because he's building a program. He's fully bought in. He's here to make this program better and to make it better for a long time to come. Yeah, I would say that uh, not only from, you know, the head guy and Coach Owen, but that staff as well. That is some uh, high intense, fully uh, bought in characters there that he's got uh, surrounding him on the staff. One more question, uh, Jeremy, and then we'll let uh, you get out of here. That district, I know your counterpart on the uh, radio crew there, uh, Eli Oder, was over at East Central the night before watching East Central and Laurel in their spring game. And I think East Central fared pretty well against Laurel. I know that was a tight contest uh, last score that he posted from there. All that to say East Central joining that district that already includes powerhouses and, and Picune, uh, Wayne County, Hattiesburg. Um, there's going to be a good team left out of the playoff uh, race. Just kind of speak to uh, what that district looks like. Uh, look, man, there's not a whole lot more to say than that. Look, we already had a stout district, um, and then so we're going to lose two guys. We're going to lose Stone. We're going to lose West Harrison, but then we're going to pick up two other big schools. So now we get to play East Central, who, in my opinion, just watched them over the last couple of years as far as the, the program itself, look a lot like Pearl River Central. Just the athletes that they've got and then the coaching staff. You're talking about another passionate coach in Seth Smith that we got to play with and be around as well. So, look, they didn't do us any favors. Um, but, look, we're going to be here to play. We're going to be here to play football. Um, so, like we said, all this, the, the mental toughness, the strength that, we, you know, that, that we've been working on, um, Jacob's going to have them ready to play. And it's going to be exciting to see, you know, 
what schools make it out of this to the playoffs because I tell you, it's going to be a toss-up there. It's going to it's going to come down to the wire, I can guarantee. You. There's going to be several schools. I, I couldn't even tell you what the top four – You know, normally at this time we could say, hey, these are going to be the top four next year, and you're pretty confident in that, but I'm not confident in that this year. But I am confident that Pearl River Central is going to be in the running for it because they're going to be fighting tooth and nail to make it to the playoffs. Absolutely. Thank you for your time, Chez. We always appreciate your insight and look forward to listening to you uh, cover Pearl River Central – Blue Devil football next year. Uh, you and Eli, and then I'm not sure if Scooter's going to be involved there, but three guys who have been super supportive uh, to this product, to this podcast, and we certainly appreciate y'all's support moving forward. Man, we appreciate what you guys are doing, and I appreciate uh, the opportunity just to come on and talk football with you. Thanks, Chef. Hey, folks, if you need that special sweet treat for birthdays, anniversaries, or just because, stop by and see our friends at Katie Cake and Company. They are located at 109 West Canal Street in Picayune. Let Katie Cake and Company satisfy your sweet tooth. Shh, your scale will never have to know. Joining us now is Adam Feely, assistant coach for the Picayune Maroon Tide football program. And Adam, we appreciate you joining the podcast, my friend. Hey, thank you, Clay and Jeff, for having me on. I really appreciate all you guys do for picking football, uh, promoting sports around the area. Adam, man, thank you for that uh, kind comment. And let's look at, um, before we get to the spring game, which was this past Friday night, just kind of give us an overview of how y'all's spring has gone. Well, um, for any football coach, you know, spring is, is a good time to get to keep these young guys that are coming in um, and kind of um, – and get them better as we as we go through that three week period. Um, we had to p- replace a lot of key positions. We lost um, a couple of running backs. You know, Jordan Rain led us in rushing yards, set a you know season record last year. So we're trying to find some guys to, to step up, trying to see who can play. Uh, like Coach Lee says, we're trying to find the best eleven to put on the field. And the only way you're going to figure that out is if you throw them into the fire. And that's what we got you know happened over the spring. So um, we're pretty happy with the way it turned out. And, and the effort that our kids gained over that three-week period. Adam, when you look at uh, what took place last year, y'all made a, a deep run, had a really good uh, year. Maybe those expectations locally weren't for y'all to – they're always high around here. I mean, that's a powerhouse program. People have high expectations of y'all year in, year out. But the whispers were, well, maybe this won't be that year last year. And then y'all kind of came out and I, I think surprised some people – uh, locally, how does that carry over to the spring, or does it not when you're losing guys? Um, every year at Picayune is a fresh start. Um, you know, I, I coach quarterbacks and running backs, and every year it seems like we're having to replace a, a star athlete in the backfield. Um, this year we had a guy step up, uh, Cameron Thomas, in our spring game uh, on Friday. He ended up having uh, six touchdowns, um, and ended up rushing over 300-something yards to um, he had a stellar spring game against Tyler Town, um, and he's had you know the off season has been great for us. We've had a lot of kids show up. They're committed to working out, uh, getting stronger, and stepping up and playing. Um, and for us, it's that mentality: next guy up, next guy ready. We got a a great offensive line, um, two big tackles, um, Jay Mickle and Deontay Reed, who have came um, and been the leaders in our weight room, and they really showed up and got you know, got these guys motivated um, for the springtime and. Yesterday or Friday was actually you know, a pretty big game for us. We're real we're, we're proud of the outcome. Adam, when you look at it, and you mentioned it, you know what that offense is built off of. And uh, the positions that you're coaching, 
of course, rely heavily on that offensive line, and that's where uh, last year the size, man, of the offense and the defensive line. I mean, I've seen Picayune football pretty up close over the years, and that was a big unit on both sides, and it sounds like you've got some guys coming back that are going to be able to move people. That has to certainly excite y'all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're excited about Like I said, we got those two, two big tackles. Um, Blake Mitchell was a guard that we had coming back. Um, we're having to replace our center um, and a right guard, so we're trying to find some guys there. Um, Colin Pitton played center for us on Friday night. Uh, Garrett Hunter played the, the bad position for us. We've all started tied in. Uh, we've kind of done it by committee over the spring, but we're trying to find that those next guys are going to come in there and give great effort, um, you know, learn the offense. And give great effort as they're, as they're blocking, and you know they're opening up gaps for these guys that are running the ball behind them. Um, Leonard Taylor had a good spring for us, played wing back and fullback, two positions that he didn't play a whole lot last year. But I think he's going to give give us some great effort in in, in the fall and, and be a good player for us. So defensive line, we lost pretty much uh, pretty much everybody. Elijah Jenkins is a big big guy coming back for us. Um, we're excited about him. He had I think two or three sacks Friday night. Ended up having a a strip that was a big play for us and got us the ball back into uh, the opponent's territory. So he was he had a good spring, another big leader over there for us on defense. Adam, I know this is kind of a looking forward, but when you look into it uh, next year, you add East Central to an already uh, very tough district. This district that y'all compete in, of course, is good year in and year out. But it, does it kind of just even up the preparation knowing, you know, there's going to get the best four are going to go to the playoffs. There's going to be maybe one or two good teams left out of the playoff race. Does that just heighten uh, um, preparation? Uh, yeah, for uh, I mean, every every game is a playoff game for us. I mean, everybody brings their A game when they're playing picky. Uh, we don't ever get, you know, a bad game with anybody that we play. Um, and I think our district is probably the hardest district in the whole state. Kind of reminds you of the FEC West when you're playing. Mm-hmm. Every game you're going to play is going to matter. Every every game you play is going to mean something. Um, and, you know, we started off, we got a pretty tough non-district schedule. We'll play at Gulfport, uh, Meridian, Diaberville, <laughs> and the Popperville Hornets. So that'll be a tough uh, tough go-ahead getting into uh, district play. So that'll kind of get us ready for that joker nod of Wayne County, uh, Hattiesburg, East Central, Pasigula. So. Hopefully our guys will be ready. I know they're gonna, we're going to have a, a great summer, um, some tough workouts, and get ready for that fall practice. Yeah, and that's kind of been, uh, along with the great rushing attack that's been the legacy under Dodd Lee there, uh, that pre-district schedule or pre that non-region, I mean, he loads it up and he knows what he has uh, before he gets into region play, and you listing that off, uh, that certainly isn't going to change this year. No, no, we, we're definitely going to have a tough one. And we try, as, as the year goes on, we're trying to find the best 11. Last year, some of the guys we had starting week one um, weren't starting by the time we got the district. We're trying to find the best guys out there. Um, and they may have to play both sides of the ball, um, but we're going to put the best guys out there to help us, give us a chance to win the game. And, Adam, we've talked about spring. You're talking about the summer workouts. With that philosophy as a staff, how does that increase the buy-in from your guys? Like, I don't win a starting position and then put it on cruise control. How does that kind of help as they continue to compete throughout the year? Um, for us, we have fun, man. We're, we're a high-energy staff. Um, we got some young guys on there. Coach Lee's been doing it forever, and, he, you know, he, he's somebody to look up to, but he, he kind of gives us free reign uh, as far as with the offense and defense, and he 
it just guides us in the right direction. But we're high energy out there. We're competing in everything we do, whether it's, you know, first one to the water fountain or, the, you know, whatever it may be. We're trying to we're trying to make these guys compete no matter what they're doing. And that, that just you know, carries over onto the football field, um, making these guys buy into what we're doing. They, they really enjoy it, and um, it, it shows. You know, hopefully it will show on Friday night in fall. Yeah, and it routinely has for uh, what has been a powerhouse for some time there at Picayune. And, Adam, we appreciate, man, your time this afternoon and continued success. Um, good luck as we get into the summer workouts. Hey, man, Clay, I appreciate y'all having me on. One more thing, we have a, uh, a football camp for uh, all these Maroon Tide fans that are out there. It's Saturday, June 22nd. Um, we're trying to get all these kids in the area uh, to come be a part of that. It's first through sixth graders. So anything we can do to promote that, try to promote picking football. I appreciate you have, you guys having me on. Um, and everything you guys do for, for picking football. Absolutely. Adam, a place where they can go uh, maybe online and sign up, or where can they find more information, Adam? Um, it'll be on Facebook. Um, you can look at it on Picking Touchdown uh, up on their Facebook page. Um, and uh, there's been some forms sent around all the elementary schools, so hopefully we'll have a good turnout for that. My phone number um, is on all those forms, and they can get in contact with me if they have any other questions about it. Absolutely, and we'll go this afternoon and put that on the Talking Ball Y'all's Facebook page as well. We'll find it and share it. So thank you, Adam. All right, thank you, guys. All right, buddy. Making decisions on when and where to further your education is a big step in life. So let Pearl River Community College be the destination for you. Pearl River offers the first two years of any major and over 42 career and technical programs. They have three locations to better serve your educational needs. The Hancock Center at 454 Highway 90 Suite D in Waveland. The Forest County Center at 5448 Highway 49 South in Hattiesburg. And the main campus located at 101 Highway 11 North in Poplarville. Pearl River Community College. Roll, river, roll. We are pumped to have Coach Avalon join us this afternoon after yesterday's Region 23 Championship in your Pearl River Community College. Uh, take that one, and they are the champs of Region 23. And, Coach, how does that sound to you, man? Man, it sounds wonderful. It sounds uh, exciting and, and humbling, uh, you know, to hear it. And I just can't be more proud of our guys. Pearl River Community College goes 40 and 12 up to this point. And now, Coach, you get a chance to go out uh, to Oklahoma for the JUCO World Series. It's been a while for Pearl River Community College since that 2004 season. How exciting um, the staff and then also the players that still have an opportunity to play more baseball. Man, this season has been something special. It's, it, it's uh, um, you know, it's been one of those seasons that, you know, there were different times during the year that, we weren't sure that we were going to get to our ultimate goal. Um, one of the things this team had to do is, it, without a question, it's a very talented team, and we've known that and we've seen that. You know, we played really well at times throughout this year, but our ultimate goal was always we wanted to go to Indian, Oklahoma. We felt like we had the team that could do that. We thought we heard the players that can do that, shall I say. Um, and the thing that we just had to figure out, they had to figure out, the players had to figure out, coaches had to help them get there, was, was how to be a team and, um, I think uh, uh, over the last couple of weeks, I, I've just seen this this group come together um, so much, um, and, and it's been just so special watching them grow and mature, uh, become uh, you know what I call a team. One of the things we we preach to them so much every day is just 
that the team is so much bigger than the individual. You know, individual. Um, and when you deal with talented players, sometimes they kind of lose sight of that, and they think, you know, they're always the best player on the high school team, and, and now they're coming here and they got to do them as good as they are or, or, or maybe better in some cases. So, uh, but it's just been real special to watch these guys come together here lately and reach our ultimate goal uh, of, 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 you know, getting a chance to go out to any of them. They're excited. Right, right now, honestly, they're wore out. Um, it was mentally, you know, um, that, that tournament, uh, uh, I heard somebody say it's about a, you know, Division Two as far as regionals go because we had five top ten teams in it. Um, and so it was, there were some tough games, I guess, obviously tough competition, but uh, they're a little worn out, but they are excited. They're looking forward to getting out to Enid this week and, and uh, seeing what we can do out there. Coach, I'm just going to – it's almost like you will read my notes, man. I want to go back to a spot earlier in the year. It was early April. Um, y'all lost two to Delta, then come back. I believe it was a Tuesday. You lose the first of a doubleheader to East Central. And then the nightcap, uh, Donaldson hits a walk-off, uh, I believe an extra innings. Talk about mm-hmm. maybe how that shifted or turned y'all's year. Well, there's no question that was a big turning point for our year. When we talked about it that night, you know, we said that home run, we don't know that it was, but it could be uh, the start uh, that we need to finish this year out the way we want to because that was – we were at a tough time, and nobody would have, you know, thought that we would have went to Delta. You know, our coach there, they're, they're, they're a tough bunch. They weren't having a very good season. Nobody thought we would go up there and just well, Obviously, you go on the road, you think sometimes, you know, somebody will, will pop you, but nobody – anticipated us getting swept and, and when you don't anticipate that it happens it still take the take the wind out of your sail and then we come home and we play a tough East Central team. We didn't play well. And so I, I can remember at that point, that was one of our lowest points of our season and then Donaldson steps up, you know, hits a big home run. I think we won eight out of ten or nine out of ten after that. Uh, and then we had one little you know little tough spot where we, we got swept by Jones at home. And that kind of, you know, that was another punch to the gut for this group. Um, because, obviously, Jones is our rival, and that's something um, that nobody wants to do. When you're having a good season, you play your rival at home, you get swept, you're like, you're like, oh, uh-oh, it's not good. Um, but, you know, one thing I told them that night, and I think it rings true, is the fact that uh, it didn't break us, but it made us tougher. Mm-hmm. Uh, it made it made this regional tournament so much sweeter. Uh, we got to play Jones. We got our revenge against them. Uh, on the big stage, and that's something they're very proud of. I'm very proud of. Uh, it wasn't easy, um, but, uh, you know, that was something that this group, you know, we talked about it after that. You know, we talked about it on but losing up there to them, saying, hey, let's get back to them and let's get a chance at them again. We knew we had the better team. We knew we were more talented. We just didn't play our best, and I thought this weekend, uh, I thought some teams played pretty well against us. I just thought we were better. Uh, our guys just executed and made more plays, that, you know, against four quality teams, and um, so I just can't, again, can't be more proud of them. Once again, we're visiting with head coach Michael Avalon for the Pearl River Community College Wildcats, undefeated in Region 23 play, winning the Region 23, heading to Oklahoma in the World Series. Coach, talk a little bit about what it means right now at this moment to be a Wildcat. we just seen uh, Coach Chris Oney and his basketball team win the Region 23, go to the uh, championship over – uh, you know, where the basketball plays and now the baseball team, the baseball team supporting Coach Oney and the basketball team, watching the games, cheering them on. You've seen it all on Twitter. And then the reaction you get 
from the other side as your ball club wins the Region 23 play, you know, from the other members of the athletic department uh, and, the, and the people that you're around each and every day, what does it mean and what does it feel like to be, be a Wildcat on this Sunday after, after winning Region 23? Well, this is a – man, the, you know, this place is a special place. I didn't, I didn't go to school here, but I, I played against this place when I was at Holmes and, and I always, you know, revert back to this. That was my first impression coming here with Coach Ortiz and his group was here where it's just – this place was different. And, and I knew if I ever had a chance to coach in junior college, I wanted to be here, but I thought it was just – I thought it was the best then, and I, and that's been our goal since we've been here is to make sure that we get it back to the top. Uh, but one of the most humbling things uh, that's happened here over the last, say, 18, 24 hours, however long it's been, um, is just the amount of support and, and, and outreach that we've had from alumni, from administration. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable um, the amount of people that have the passion and the care for Colonel River, um, for its baseball program, for all of the athletics, for schools. Uh, people care about this place. They love it. Uh, it, it, it it's home. Uh, I've had multiple, you know, alumni uh, just call me and, and text me and say how proud they are of us. And, you know, one thing I want to say about that is, um, you know, there's been a lot of people, not not just this group. This group did it. This, this group won the Region 23 championship. But, you know, we also knew at that time we were, we were playing for, for all the past players, you know, the past uh, um, just, you know, anyone that supported the program. Uh, there's a lot of pride when you put that jersey on and, and you've got Pearl River written across your chest, the Wildcats, whatever it is that day. Um, you know, we put the championship goals on yesterday, and, mm. and, and when we talked about them, we put them on, we said there's something special to them, and it was, this was here before us. It, it's our job to live up to that standard, uh, and if we can improve it, then we're going to work to improve it. It's a pretty high standard. It's pretty tough to do to, to improve it, um, but that, that's the goal. That's what we're trying to do. Uh, but no, it's just uh, it's an unbelievable place. The the vision of this place is uh, you know pride, respect, class, and character. Uh, you know that 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 rings true in our program and 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 what our administration with Dr. Burwood so long with Dr. Lewis and still uh, during his time here. All those things are are so true. So we won a baseball game yesterday in a championship and doing it. But uh, we did a lot for our for our knowledge and our our culture here, and, and so I'm very proud of that. But it's uh, I'm reminded of that by the amount of people that reach out to us and tell us how thankful they are, how proud they are. Um, and it just means so much to get those texts from past players and, and uh, people that just care so much about Pearl River. Coach Avalon joins us, and you can hear the uh, just the responses here, class act, and uh, the program's going to go on and play in Oklahoma. And, you know, just seeing the jerseys, the text, and the, uh, or excuse me, the tweets about the gold on gold, and all that's great, Coach, but uh, the guys filling out those goal-on-goals goal have batted 316 and have 87 home runs on the year. How special is it to roll out that type of lineup? Well, it's, it's, uh, that's, that's what we're built for as far as when you get into postseason play, when you start checking out scores around the country, one thing you're going to see is that runs are scored and that uh, because when you get into these tournaments, when you get into a third and fourth game, pitching becomes at a premium and pitching becomes tough to find. Um, and so you got to be able to score. And that was one thing when we when we got past Jones in that first game and Miles stepped up into a really good game for us and, you know, kind of uh, I think you through eight-plus innings or whatever it was. Um, I knew then, I said, all right, we're going to score eventually. And if you didn't beat us when we didn't score, you're going to have a tough time beating us when we are scoring. Um, and, you know, our lineup's special. Um, but – you know, that's the thing that's, that's pretty special about this team now, especially the last 
Um, you know, pitchers pick us up when we're not swinging the bat as well, and then vice versa with the hitters. Um, there's no question. Uh, one of the things that we're you know we're exciting to watch is with our strength and our power uh, as far as offensively. Um, we're not easy to pick through, uh, and that's that's what you saw, especially down the end when we were able to put up I think uh, 13 or 14 runs and, and 21 and, and 11 against you know three of the top 10 teams in the country. Uh, that just speaks to what they they trusted what we do and that they continue to get better and mature as far as hitters go. Uh, and it's been it's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, it's, I don't do a whole lot as far as calling a whole lot of time if they got to get up there swing the bat and score some runs and so. They, they fortunately have done that the past few days. Um, and, you know, the cool thing is we're, I think we're getting better each game, which is, which is uh, promising. Absolutely. And, uh, Coach, just one more question, and then we'll let you get back to the billion things you have on your plate um, this afternoon. Kind of tell us about the tournament, uh, the setup that you're going to see out in Oklahoma. Have you ever been? Uh, what, what all do you know about what y'all are about to get into? Well, that was one thing I just met with the players about. I, I kind of gave them a heads up. I said, guys, I know I feel the same way you do right now. You're in the dream. But, and, uh, you know, it's just been you know, a long few days for us and a, and a great few days. Uh, we're going to give them a day or two off to kind of regather the thoughts and their, and their uh, energy. And, uh, and I told them, I said, guys, this, you know, I want to go out there for the long haul. And I said, this is a long time. It's 10 teams. Um, but if you look at uh, – um, you know, past you know, the past ten years, whoever comes out of our region, um, they usually fare pretty well out there. Um, you know, LSU Eunice obviously has won several national championships. Jones won a couple of years ago. I think playing for another one. Um, and you know, we went through those two guys to to mm-hmm. put ourselves in this position. Uh, I spoke with somebody from the World Series when they reached out to us last night uh, and said they're expecting big things from us. And mm-hmm. I reminded our guys of that that. This is, this is something that we have a chance to go out there and do pretty well at. Um, and we've got a chance to win the thing, I think. That's, that's really what I think. Um, you know, one of the things that I think sets up well for us as far as the tournament uh, is the fact that there are 10 teams. And so if you win, uh, say, game one, I think, you know, potentially you get the you know, next day off and then you play again and you may get another day off if you win. So um, with our pitching, uh, that, that could be very good for us to be able to you know, get our guys some rest, turn some guys back around, um, you know, and, and, and so I'm excited about it. Uh, I think, uh, you know, the big thing is we just, and this is what I told them, we just got to make the decision now that, hey, we accomplished that goal of getting there. Now we've got to want to, you know, see how well we can do and make sure that our excitement, our passion, our energy is, is uh, ready to go when we get up there uh, on Saturday or Sunday. Well, Coach, man, that's just inspiring to hear, and we're certainly proud as Pearl River Community College alumni and supporters. Uh, y'all have done us proud, and uh, we can't wait to see what uh, the next week holds for y'all. So thank you for your time, Coach, and congratulations once again. Awesome. Well, I appreciate y'all having us, and, and like always, man, y'all, y'all I, I don't know if y'all realize what y'all do for sports around here. It's just uh, uh, we're so thankful for, for the publicity that y'all give us and, and the passion that you do it with. Uh, I can't thank you. And if we can ever help you, I'll just let us know. Well, thank you so much, uh, Coach, and we certainly appreciate uh, y'all. And, Coach, I, I just thought of something. You know, last time we had uh, Coach Izzio on here, I guess that was a couple weeks ago, and at the end of that uh, interview, he kind of walked me out back out to the car, and he said, you know, Clay, we may not have been – built just right to have won state this year coming off the state last year. 
He said, but we are, I think, built to win it all. And, like, it gave me goose pimples to see what y'all were able to accomplish yesterday. Yeah, there's there's no question. You know, the um, uh, you know we're, we're in a really good situation. I was, I mean, that was, again, from from very first meeting in August, our focus was getting, you know, to Enid, Oklahoma. Um, that, that, that all talked about. That's what we wanted. Obviously, a state championship is very important. And we fell a little short there. But I also think, uh, like I've mentioned several times to our to our players, is um, you can learn in your failures and you can get tougher because of them. I think that's what happened. I think seeing Itawamba win that state championship, uh, we didn't like that too much. Hmm. And, uh, you know, so we got a chance to get up there and get revenge. And, and now, you know, the thing that we're just going to talk to them about is that, hey, you know, we've never been there. Um, and there's, there's nobody on our team that's been there. There's nobody on our staff that's been to the World Series. That doesn't matter. Uh, we just got to go up there and we got to want it. We got to play with our passion and our energy that we have. Um, and uh, we just we just proved um, over the last four games that we can beat anybody in the country if we play up to our capabilities. And so uh, that's that's what we're going to go up there and try to do again. Be sure y'all pack them gold unis, Coach. No, we got them. <laughs> Thanks again, Coach. We certainly appreciate you, brother. Okay, thank you, Pastor. If you're looking to insure a new house, car, or motorcycle, give Advantage Insurance Company a call at 601-749-8790 or go by and see Shauna Oder or any one of her friendly agents and let them go to work for you. Advantage Insurance is located at 4201 Highway 11 North in Picayune. Joining the podcast now is the Athletic Director for Southern Miss, Jeremy McLean, and thank you, Jeremy, for taking time for the podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy to. I appreciate you guys uh, reaching out and having me on. Jeremy, you haven't been on the job too long there, but um, you already hired a guy that's a friend of our podcast and uh, Coach Jay Ladner. And just talk about, uh, if you would, how it's been to get started there. And then I guess that hire actually took place before your official start. <laughs> Yeah, not uh, probably not how you draw it up from the standpoint of uh, getting your getting your feet on the ground and uh, getting settled. But uh, you know, it, it kind of worked out that way, and really kind of sped up my process of getting to to Hattiesburg, which which really wasn't uh, wasn't a bad thing for me to go ahead and get over here and start uh, starting getting some things done. But but with the basketball situation, uh, that obviously happened right after the announcement was made that I was uh, coming back to Southern Miss. So it happened quickly, and, and uh, you know we, we put together a plan really quickly, and uh, was able to get that done in a short period of time within a week. And uh, you know, here's the thing about Jay, and, and I know we've talked about this, or I've talked about it uh, publicly, but you know he was in the mix, but there were a lot of good people in the mix, a lot of quality coaches, a lot of guys who could do it at a high level. But but Jay just did such a good job of separating himself throughout the process, kind of every step up the way he continued to be a guy that you just kind of knew that it was the right time for the program and for him and uh, man, I'm thrilled that he's he's with us and uh, going to be leading our program he's done a great job the first you know, few weeks of uh, getting his feet on the ground uh, and hit the recruiting trail uh, got some guys recommitted find some new guys for us moving forward and really did it in a way that I think is going to lay a great foundation uh, for, for the next several years to come. So we're excited about that and uh, thrilled to have Jay on board. Uh, and then for me, obviously recently, we, we uh, Coach uh, Wendy Hoax uh, resigned as well. And 
and so we're working through the process of hiring a softball coach now. And, and uh, so uh, two coaching searches in a short period of time. But, uh, you know, I always view that as opportunities for us to grow as a program, and that, that's the way we're going to approach it. Jeremy, you talked about uh, that process with Coach Ladner. What about the process for Southern Miss kind of to come back and get you away from Troy after you had spent some time with Southern Miss, of course, a Delta State uh, guy and a Mississippi guy? Tell us, if you would, and I know you've talked to, uh, to this process before, what that recruiting was like from Dr. Bennett to you and then the thought process to come back to Southern Miss. Uh, well, yeah, you know, it was it really happened quickly. To be honest with you, um, you know, it was it was a deal where I I was really kind of had my head down, was working working hard there, Troy, and was not, you know, at the time anyway, it was not on my radar that, uh, you know, that that you know, Southern Miss was an option to, to to maybe come back, and so it happened really quickly, uh, literally within probably a week's time, and. and uh, you know, for us, it was about once once we they reached out to us uh, as a family. It was really about trying to kind of evaluate. Um, and here's the truth, man. I mean, we we really had had Troy in a situation where uh, we were rolling in a in a very good way. Uh, had a lot of things in place that um, I could have been very comfortable there for a long time, uh, just because I felt like we we had a lot of the right pieces in place. Um, so when the opportunity came up. You know, we really had to evaluate, you know, what, what that meant for us as a family, what it meant uh, for Southern Miss and, and what that looked like. And so, uh, you know, I'd be – I wouldn't be being upfront if I said that it was an easy decision because it wasn't, uh, just given what I've said. But at the same time, it, it's home. It, it's back in the state of Mississippi. It's back in Southern Miss, a place that we cared a lot about. And, and quite honestly, I, mean, I just had a – uh, a strong pull and urge to come back and, and, and try to be uh, a part of the solution and a part of the progress moving forward uh, for a place that I care a whole lot about. Jeremy, you talk about a solution. You're an all of, former All-American pitcher there uh, for Delta State. You've, you've said it a couple times there, a Mississippi guy. You've, you've worked in this athletic uh, program prior to so you know some of the challenges and um, the common folk or the common fan which I'm a part of um, I'm Southern Miss guy Jeff across from me is too when the man on the street so to speak talks to you about resources and conferences there's some stuff that we may not see or understand but what what's the kind of answers to those from a, a broad uh, perspective yeah, so a couple things I would I would tell you is from a resource standpoint, we're um, I won't say we've fallen behind. I'll say we're not where we want to be. I think I think we've always been in a situation where we've never been the most resourced institution in our conference, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, but as expenses across the country have continued to grow in, in every department, um, not just in Conference USA and not just in Southern Miss, you know, we 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 really have uh, taken a step back from just kind of where we fall resource-wise. So for us, you know, there's some there's some, some ways to address that. It's not an easy fix. What we're going to have to do is just make sure, you know, every revenue stream that we have access to, we try to maximize. And we do it in a, in a way that's fair to our fan base, fair to uh, the people who are associated with our program. I mean, we don't have any desire to, 
you know, raise ticket prices at a high level or anything like that. But we're going to have to make sure we get more people into our events. We're going to have to make sure that we're fundraising at a level that and we've got a plan to, to, to impact those areas. We're fundraising at a level that, uh, that we feel good about, uh, about what we're doing. And then we're also going to have to, um, you know, make sure that, that our relationship with the university is such that uh, we, we lay, lay a plan out that makes sense and they can view it as an investment in what we're trying to do and it benefits the university as a whole. And, and so we've already begun to have some of those conversations. And I think, I think that's moving in a positive direction. I think the university wants to be helpful to us and, and uh, wants to see us be successful as an athletic department because it does mean so much uh, to the institution as a whole, to, to South Mississippi. Uh, and, and so I, really kind of in a, in, a, in a general sense, it's about making sure that we maximize the revenue streams. And there's, there's, there's a lot of them out there. Um, some of them are going to be limited, but just making sure that we do that and then, and then that we are really good stewards and we're smart about how we spend our resources and where we invest uh, our dollars on, on, a, on, a, on a day-to-day basis and then uh, big picture-wise as well. From a conference standpoint, you know, it is probably hard for me to sit down and explain um, to somebody that says, you know, why don't we just why don't we just leave? Why, why don't we yeah, and that's why I preference that. I didn't want to be that guy <laughs> too. Yeah, we didn't. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't want to ask that question outright. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, my dad. I, I told my dad. I said, "Man, I'm excited. We're having Jerry McClain." He said, "Ask him about the conference." So I, so I said, "How do I preference this to where I can get an answer?" <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm with you, man, and I completely understand how. What, why there's a level of frustration, and I think that really, and, and the root of that is that um, for years we were in a conference, Conference USA, that looked very different than it does today. And, and, and a lot of people that probably we view ourselves as maybe a more accomplished, uh, established athletic program, that that got opportunities we did. So I understand the frustration in that regard. What I'll tell you is a whole lot of moving parts when it comes to conference alignment, realignment, and those kind of things. Um, it's not just, hey, we make a decision that we're going to go do something else or, or, or we want to, you know, just go be independent and, and search sports. It's, it's not quite that simple. Uh, there are a lot of politics involved. Uh, we got, you got university presidents that are involved in those decisions. You got uh, NCAA. So, so, in other words, if, let's say the solution might be to go start a new conference, right? Well, and, and that sounds great, and, and it someday might be an option for us if, if, if if things go in a certain way that, that you know, we, we dig into that. But, you know, there, there are a whole ton of issues with the NCAA that you would have to line up and get approved, including things like AQs, automatic qualifiers for your baseball tournaments, your, your, your basketball tournaments, things like that that don't just happen because you decide to go make, make that decision. And so uh, there are a lot of layers for that. Uh, what I'll tell you, our focus is going to be right now is – to, and, and I said this in the, uh, some of the press conference, uh, media portion of the press conference when I came on board, it's, it's kind of like selling your house, right? So if you're going to put your house on the market and you want to be as attractive as possible to other people, um, you want to make sure it's in order. You're going to make sure that, that all the all the uh, little things that need to be done that you've been putting off are accomplished, you know, that you've, that you've replaced the tile, that you've, you've replaced the broken door handle, whatever it is. That's, that's where we're at right now. We've got to make sure that we are as attractive as possible to, uh, to, to the situation. So when, when dominoes begin to fall and things begin to move around, 
that um, that we're in the best position possible as a department to take advantage of that. And I think that's the first step. Uh, you know, and the other piece of that is I think I think we've got to embrace where we are today. Uh, we can't spend all of our energy focused on what may happen moving forward. We've got to make sure that we're winning at a high level in Conference USA and that, again, we make ourselves as attractive as possible. Once again, we're visiting with the Athletic Director of University of Southern Mississippi, Jeremy McLean. And, and Jeremy, that kind of leads what, – what you were just talking about kind of leads me into my question, and it's going into this week's uh, 2019 Conference USA Baseball uh, Championship down at uh, Biloxi at MGM Park. And you were talking about the, the teams in it, and if you look at Southern Miss and baseball, has, has been a powerhouse, you know, and I, I'll put that out there. It's been a national powerhouse here – uh, in the past years of making it to regionals and super regionals, making it to the College World Series. And then Rice is always in that conversation as well. Some teams coming into the folds, Old Dominion, Western Kentucky, uh, UTSA has been up in there too. So uh, FAU's in there. So just, you know, you're talking about in this, have to take care of the situation you're in. And them teams that I was just mentioning, it, does that kind of – that helps Southern Miss going into a week like this, you know, maybe coming out on top in the conference tournament, getting that bid, or, or maybe hosting or going to a regional and post-play uh, for the baseball team? Well, I think it does. I mean, I think, I think you're always going to, uh, you know, when, when, when people view you, right, so when people, especially nationally, when the perception of, of, of you is one that, uh, hey, this program or that program or multiple programs can be nationally competitive. I think it's always going to change the perception of, um, uh, of you know, the attractiveness to, to someone else about your department, about your institution. Uh, so I think it's, you know, it's really critical. And you're right, baseball has been that for us, really that consistent program for us for, uh, for quite some time. And, uh, and, and so it really is important for us to continue to do that. Uh, I think we also have to elevate some of our other programs in a position where uh, we can we can be in the same boat. We can be nationally competitive. We can be we can win our conference, get to the NCAA tournament basketball, and have an opportunity to win games there. You know, and then so and then same with football. You know, so some of those programs I think we we we, we do uh, I think need to lean on baseball because it has been in that way for us from a national perspective. But we've got some opportunities to elevate some of our other programs as well and. Uh, we've got to have a great plan to do that. Jeremy, when you look at uh, building some of those other programs, uh, Coach Hobson and then his tie back, I actually see Coach Bauer involved more uh, recently with our football program than we have in years past. Um, Coach Ladner making a, a rehire or a re-sign of a spoon to the uh, basketball program. And then, of course, uh, Coach Ladner being a former player there. How important is it um, that we kind of go back to some of our heritage and some of our roots and uh, celebrate what we did in the past and include that in what we're trying to do in the future in some of these sports? I think it's important. Uh, you know, and I'll, I'll give you just kind of a broad take on that. It's without any, you know, highlighting any specific situations. But I think you always, there's always value in embracing the past and embracing people who are committed to, have been committed to, and have given uh, given a lot back to the program, you know, like you said, having Coach Bauer involved, getting Jay back as part of part of our program, you know, all that's very, very important. Um, but I'll say this too: I, I think it's important that we we embrace our past and we use that as a foundation. But we have got to start uh, planning for our future. 
And so I don't think those two things are mutually exclusive. I think you can embrace your path with guys like Clarence who are need to be part of this program and are so valuable to what we're doing. Uh, but we also have to start planning for what we're going to look like moving forward as a, as a department. So uh, I, I'm all for us, us embracing that heritage and using that as a foundation. Um, but I think sometimes we just got to be careful not to get so caught up in, in what we did in the past, which is, is a long list of amazing accomplishments. Uh, we've got to spend a lot of our energy focusing on how do we, what, what's the next great thing for us in the future. And uh, so I think the perfect way to do that to have those people involved, to embrace what you've done, to celebrate it, to use it, to catapult you kind of to whatever the next great things are as a department. So uh, I think we're very fortunate to keep those people involved, and, and they'll be a big part of uh, doing what I just said. Jeremy, man, we wish you nothing but the best, and uh, we certainly appreciate your time on this Sunday afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Oh, uh, man, thrilled, thrilled to be on, and you guys, uh, I'd love, love to be on anytime. Give me a shout uh, whenever I can help Thank you, Jeremy.